You doing good, Church? Yes, also, it's always a privilege to be back home. I was away for five weeks in the USA, in America, in San Diego, Los Angeles, Hollywood, uh, Las Vegas, uh, uh, for, for team building, and as well, Phoenix. You know Phoenix, Gottel? You know Phoenix? Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful place. You doing good? Yes. Today we speak about our Vision Sunday. We have the next two Sundays. We have the two Vision Sundays. And uh, this afternoon I want to lay down a foundation for the Vision Sunday. I want to preach about the structure in our church. Because maybe you're new, new to this church. You're asking a question. How is this church built on? And uh, I want to start with a very, very unique video clip. Because in all the 19 years since ICF Zurich existing, there were not one single Sunday where not people got saved with Jesus Christ. Since 19 years, every Sunday in Zurich, people receiving Jesus Christ. You know why? Because I believe that. We accept that. We're going for it. We have a longing for that. And this happened every Sunday in our church. Let's go into a video clip to an amazing story, what God is doing in our church. Cyril und ich bin Jesus so dankbar dafür, dass er mein Leben einfach auf den Kopf gestellt hat. Aber vor kurzem sah das alles noch ganz anders aus. Ich bin als Einzelkind aufgewachsen. Meine Eltern, also mein Vater war in der Esoterik, meine Mutter war selbstständig. Also ich war schon viel alleine als Kind. Und ja, nach ein paar Jahren hatten sie eine richtig krasse Ehekrise, wo sie sich gegenseitig betrogen haben. Ich habe alles mitgekriegt da drin. Ich habe mich total verarscht gefühlt. Und für mich war da einfach da der Punkt, also von mir aus hätten sie sterben können. Durch das ich mich distanziert habe von meinen Eltern, war, fühlte ich mich sehr alleine. Ich war immer sehr einsam und, und kam nicht mit mir selber klar. Ich habe ja, mich jemand den Halt auch bei einer Partnerin gesucht, die Liebe gesucht, die mir gefehlt hat. Und mir ging es immer noch so scheiße darin, dass ich einfach meine Gefühle, die ich da hatte, diese Verletzlichkeit und diese, dieses Alleinesein, diese Furcht von dem, was passiert, ich einfach begonnen habe, das in Hass und Wut umzuwandeln, weil darin fühlte ich mich stark. Ich habe ja, Freunde kennengelernt, die sehr in einer gewaltvollen Szene drin waren. Wir haben, wenn es uns scheiße ging, einfach andere Leute verkloppt, damit wir uns besser fühlen da drin. Aber trotzdem, in den Momenten, wo ich alleine war, fühlte ich mich richtig schwach und war, war, war sehr traurig, weil ich selbst nicht mit der Situation klargekommen bin. Ich war psychisch total am Ende. Mir ging es einfach nur noch scheiße. Ich, ich habe mich völlig in allem verloren. Ich habe mich abgekapselt. Und ich wollte so einfach nicht mehr weiterleben, weil es hat keinen Sinn. Weil alles, was ich in die Hand genommen habe, scheiterte. Die Freundschaften, mein Leben selbst, die Freizeit, mit den Eltern, mit der Partnerin, alles. Also meine Eltern haben äh, einfach den Glauben gefunden und in der Beziehung mit Jesus haben sie die Ehe wiederherstellen können. Und für mich war das der erste Moment, wo ich wirklich mal etwas von Jesus gehört habe, von dem, der auch, der auch heilen kann. Als ich dann an diesem Tiefpunkt war, war meine Ohnmacht so groß, dass ich einfach auch bereit dazu war, zu sagen, hey, wenn es dich wirklich gibt, Gott, oder Jesus, dann mach was draus, dann nimm's jetzt, weil ich möchte mir das Leben nehmen, ich möchte nicht mehr so weiterleben, also brauch es. Und ab da hat sich's begonnen, auch ein bisschen umzustellen. Ich habe für mich im Stillen einfach ja, mich mit Gott auseinandergesetzt. 
wenn man da in, wenn man in Zürich lebt und nach, auf der Suche nach einer Kirche ist oder nach einer Gemeinschaft von Christen, dann kennt man halt ICF und ich da mal in den 20er. Bin da alleine rein und alleine wieder raus und gleichzeitig auch danach wieder ja, war ich Party machen, feiern. Und habe dann somit auch wieder so phasenweise halt wieder Gott auf die Seite gestellt und mein eigenes Leben gelebt. Dann haben sich meine, äh, haben meine Eltern mich letztes Jahr zur der Christmas Experience eingeladen und ich dachte da, ja gut, es ist, ist nichts Spezielles, ist keine Predigt, nichts, da komme ich ja noch glimpflich davon, passiert mir nichts. Ich bin dann mit meinen Eltern zu diesem Musical und das war der Schlüsselmoment, wo, wo ich einfach von Beginn an das ganze Musical nur durchgeweint habe. Ich habe Rotz und Wasser geweint und Gott hat mir da drin einfach offenbart, was er von mir denkt, dass ich angenommen bin, so wie ich bin dass er darin, daran interessiert ist, mich ganz zu haben und nicht nur ein bisschen. Und das war für mich der essentielle Schlüsselpunkt, wo ich einfach merkte, hey, jetzt muss ich auch den Weg gehen. Jetzt darf ich das Risiko eingehen und mein altes Leben einfach mal stehen lassen und einen neuen Weg, einen neuen Pfad eingehen. Ja, mein Leben hat sich komplett verändert, also wirklich schlagartig. Ich, bin, ich, ich erkenne mich selbst nicht mehr wieder. Es hat sich alles verändert, den Umgang mit, mit den Menschen, die Beziehung zu meinen Eltern, das, das Gefühl des Alleinesein ist einfach weg. Ich bin gerne jetzt alleine. Ich bin gerne in dieser stillen Zeit und in dieser, irgendwo in dieser Einsamkeit mit Gott. Also es gibt keinen Punkt, wo ich jetzt sagen kann, das war für mich der Punkt, wo es sich am meisten verändert hat, weil sich wirklich komplett alles verändert hat. I love this kind of story because this is, for me as a pastor, because we're working very hard, we're preaching, we're teaching, but I believe every Sunday when I preach, when I teach the people receiving Jesus Christ, the people get healed and people are transformed and renewed to the Holy Spirit. This is what I believe. I want to sp speak for a, for a moment about our, our church number. We have in Zurich about 2,550 people on a regular Sunday. That means behind this number, uh, our stories are miracles from God. And of all the locations, that means Rappersville, Winterthur, Brook, Fraunfeld, and Zurich Oberland, we have about 3,200 people in our church. And that's an amazing number. Let's give a big hand because this is the biggest number in Switzerland. The biggest number in Switzerland. Yes, and behind every number, it's a miracle. I was in, in, the, in the USA, in America, and the Americans, I love them because they have so many questions. There's the nations of questions. No. They ask me a question. They say, Pastor Leo, do you have a five-year strategy plan or do you have a ten-year strategy plan? Because in America, they like plans, five-year plans, ten-year plans. I said, no, I never made a plan. So what, what, what do you mean? How, how in the world can your church grow so fast? You planted more than 50 churches. And I say it's nothing wrong about five years plan or 10 years plan. It works for a company, for a family, whatever. But in the early years of our church, God gave me a revelation. A very simple revelation about how can a church grow. An example goes like this. If you have a child or God gives you a child one day. A child comes from God from above. There's no sound. You get, you get a child from God, right? You cannot choose the child. If it's red hair, blue hair, blonde hair, black hair, it's a gift from God. But if you give a child food, it's getting very healthy. 
Food is important, right? A second thing, if you give a child enough love, affection, confirmation, it's very important. The third thing, if you give a, a child a house to live, close, it will grow anyhow as big as ever God has designed for you. And God said in right in the beginning, it's the same if a child, if a child has love, clothes, a house, food, you nurture them, a child will grow by himself because you will never say to the child, hey, from now in five years, I have a five years plan for you. From now in 10 years, you will be like 60 kilograms heavy and two meters high. You don't do that. You just give food, give love, give affection, give compliment, give house, give clothes. A child will grow by himself. A balanced child grows by himself. And God said to me, Leo, if you have a balanced church, a healthy church, grows by himself. And here is the healthy, balanced Bible verse in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophet, the evangelist, the pastors, and the teachers to equip the people to work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. You have the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, and the shepherd. With other words, God is saying if the fivefold ministry works in the church in a balance, in a harmony, the church will grow by himself. Let's say this in this picture. Life, the five fingers. The thumb says, I am the apostle. I'm the strongest one. But the prophet says, but I'm the one. Point to somebody and can say, I know everything in your life. And people getting so quiet very soon. The evangelists say, okay, let's stand up. Who looks the longest into the world? It's me. And the teacher says, who wears the ring? I have the most precious thing in the Bible. And the little one is the shepherd. They say, why is the small finger here? For what? He say, if somebody just bash, I'm the one who catches you up. With other words, when somebody throws a ball to the five fingers, who holds the ball? All five fingers. Just cut one finger away, and it's very difficult to catch a ball. You see the five fingers, every finger, it's very important. For every summer break, in, in terms of the church, also for, for my family, I ask the question, are the five-fold ministries strong in our church? Because if the five-fold ministry is strong, the church grows by themselves. Do you believe that? You're so quiet. Are you international or are you Swiss people? I don't see a difference. I was too long in America. Yeah, come on, preach it. Good. My goodness. I believe the fivefold ministry, it, the church grows by themselves. This is what I believe. Are you happy? Okay. Let's go to the fivefold ministry for the Vision Sunday. Okay. The apostle means church planting in our in our church we have planted more than 50 churches right now the most churches in europe and one is in 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 cambodia that means we're going now for the world some people ask me how how we do church planting that's another question the question for me is how can you hold the movement together 
Because if you have 50 churches, I mean you have 50 strong leaders. And my job is one third of my time I invest just in coaching, holding the movement together. And as Swiss guy, we know how to hold things together because we are neutral. Everybody loves to see these people because you're small but very rich. My job is to hold the movement together. And the second thing is I'm planting churches. We're going like for seven worship tours next year. We're going to Italy, to Germany, to Romania. We're going to, to, stay, to cities where is no church at all. We're going there. We rent a facility. We worship. We preach and teach. And sometimes 50 people show up. Sometimes 300 people show up. Sometimes 800 people show up. We come and say, okay, I believe right now that we plant a church here. And I want to show you a list of the next church plans that were coming up. The most church plans are right now in Germany because Germany, about 100 million people live there. It's a little bit bigger than Switzerland. In Switzerland, we are five cities are still uh, able to plan the church. Then Switzerland is taken for us as a church. Yeah, Switzerland is taken then. Like Frankfurt, Essen, Freising, Dresden, Leipzig, Lörrach, Glarus in Switzerland, Neuchâtel, Bühl, Switz, and Books, that's the place where I grew up, it's the next church plant in the next some month. We have also other church plants are coming up, but these churches we want to plant the next month. That means we are a church planting movement. The apostle is very strong in our church. But watch out, ladies. Many years ago, my wife started a ladies' lounge ministry conference with a bunch of women. But right now, she has an apostle anointing in terms of multiplication. Let's hear from my wife. She's on vacation, but here on clip. About 10 years ago, Leo came up with the idea to start something like a conference for us ICF women. And uh, so we started the Ladies' Lounge. And when I look back, I see not only a conference for women that has inputs and worship from the stage, but also many, many offerings around the sessions. And I am so touched to see how many women are involved. They bring in their talents, they bring in their ideas, and all together we are making the ladies lounge to uh, something very beautiful and to something attractive for women so we also were thinking how can we expand how can we multiply the ladies lounge in other cities and one guy came up with the idea of a satellite ladies lounge satellite that means two sessions are with a video transferred to the cities and the rest is independent in their own ICFs so can you imagine this year we will celebrate Ladies Lounge in five different cities. We celebrate Ladies Lounge in Karlsruhe for Germany. We celebrate it in Leiden for Holland. We celebrate it in Vienna for Austria. And we even celebrate Ladies Lounge at Siemrep for Cambodia. And my dream is to have a ladies' lounge wherever is an, uh, an ICF in any country. So maybe we will have ladies' lounge in Albania, and maybe even we have ladies' lounge in Israel. Come on! Woo! I like it! I like it. Like, like last year, they, they, they doubled the number of attendances in the ladies' lounge. This year, we're going for dribble, dribble growth. That means the apostle anointing is very strong in our church. It means the apostle works very, very well. What's about the shepherd part? 
We believe that shepherding is also very important. And Michael Sieber is the pastor for the, all the, the, the community. And he is also on vacation, but live on screen. The important ministry of the shepherd in ICF Zurich is done by the small group leaders. By now, we already have more than 280 small groups in our church, little groups of gummy bears coming together. These 280 small groups contain 1,700 people who are part of our church. You see, in the last years, our community as an ICF Zurich has grown immensely. So now today we have the situation, if one person comes to ICF for the first time, they feel like a little gummy bear jumping into a big pot of 3,000 people gathering together. And we ask ourselves, where did he go? Where did the person go? Who is taking care of it? And it's not only the new persons who feel like this, it's also people who've been here for a long time. They sometimes have to decide which celebration do I attend? And will I meet my friends in the celebration? Where do they sit? They sit? Are they in front? Are they in the back? Are they on the left? Are they on the right? This is questions people today have to ask. So you see, the ministry of a shepherd with a big church has changed a lot in the few last years. So the next level of shepherding in ICF will be that we establish a community pastor for every single celebration we have on a Sunday. The community pastor, he will build a team and um, establish a team who takes care of the people who visit this specific celebration. So we make sure that if a gummy bear comes on Sunday and decides to be part of the first celebration, this community pastor and his team will take care of the person and the person won't be lost. The community pastor team will take care about integration. They will know which small groups belong to our celebration community. They will take care of things happening before and after the celebration. The next level of shepherding will be giving community pastors to every celebration and giving a home to every person coming to our church. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe this is not such a big thing for the international community because you have the Pastor Björn and Pastor Jorge, uh, the Latino pastor, they, they're taking care for you. But for the, the Swiss-German uh, church, it's a big thing because at the moment we have almost three identically celebrations and uh, like the 11 one was packed out, people have to stand and they are the biggest celebration we have. And sometimes Swiss people, they get, got, get lost and we have at the moment a Two, the team works usually for two celebrations, for the first celebrations and for the second celebration. We said, we want to split it up. We need more people to work in the church. We need more people in the, in the shepherd ministry just to take care for the people. And that's a big major change happen in our church to the next month. We say we want to split up in four different sectors that in every celebration, before and after we meet the needs that you have. And this is a big, big change happen in the community team at the moment. You know, the shepherd and the apostle, they're not always the best friends. You, you know that? Because in terms of gifting, they're sometimes so opposite. Like one day there was an apostle and a, and, and a shepherd guy. They said, let's, let's go and, 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 and hunt grizzly bear. 
It was six o'clock at night, and the shepherd said, no, it's too late. I mean, in three hours, it's getting dark. Let's go in the house, have a good relationship, drink a good coffee and tea, and a good discussion, a good prayer time, and maybe tomorrow morning, six o'clock, let's get up together, have a good relationship, then we drink a coffee, we have a good prayer time, we're reading the Bible, and then let's go hunting together. The apostle, no, 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 I want to go now, now. I want to go now because for an apostle, right now you change the world because tomorrow is another day. They went to bed and next morning, six o'clock, the, the shepherd guy realized the bed of the apostle is empty. The apostle is not sleeping anymore. He looks out of the window and the seas up on the mountain. The apostle is running down the mountains in a zigzag. And behind him is a grizzly bear running after him. And he comes closer to the house and he screams, Open the door! Right now! And a post is running to the house. And one meter before, he makes a left turn. And the grizzly bear runs into the house. He closes the door and says, Take care for this. I bring the next. This is exactly what they say to me. Yeah, you're always starting new things, new celebrations, new churches, new churches, but in the end, we have to work. Yeah, that's the point. The leader brings in the work that the manager has something to do or something to manage. How can you manage with nothing? A manager needs something to manage. That's why a leader brings in. We have also the teacher. That's a big, big thing in our church, the teaching part. You have to understand that one-fifth of a church are more teaching-oriented. That means they love the teachings. Uh, an apostle, they love to conquer the world or the galaxies, maybe. But a teacher just loves the Word of God. And realize through all the years, teaching has changed to the the years because right now we are able with our smartphone with social media it's very easy to have an access to listen to different teachings and we said let's start and with a new teaching platform for all those people they love a bible verse in the morning a quote in the morning or about the specific topics you have a preacher we said let's start a page for that we have our pastor, Jan Michael Schmitter. He's the location pastor from ICF Zurich Oberland. Let's give him a big, big hand on the stage. That's the Jan Michael and the Schmitter. Yes, yes, a typical Swiss name. Jan Michael Schmitter, you have started uh, some months ago a teaching platform. This is brand new for us as a church. Why have you started a teaching platform? Because when I'm hungry, then I eat. And uh, that's not just once a day, but several times. Really, several times. And uh, even <laughs> when you want to do some serious sports, you have to watch over your nutrition even better. And that's exactly the same thing with your spiritual life. When you want not only um, be fed spiritually, but want to perform something spiritually, then you have to watch over your spiritual nutrition. And that's exactly the goal of every good teaching. It's not just about your brain or your knowledge growing bigger or that you can recite more Bible verses. Uh, it's about your lives going changed, that you are more going, coming to be like Jesus, 
that you're a mature Christian and you are equipped fully to do good things, as it said in 2 Timothy 3.17. And that's exactly what we do on Sunday, isn't it? We come to church because we get good food here. And then we go to a small group and we read our Bible. But we realized there are so many hungry people in our church. And we don't want to give you just on Sunday good food. We want to give you something in between. And that's why we started this teaching platform, ICF Teachings. Uh, and there you can find every week new teachings, little small video teachings about the Bible, video teachings about uh, different topics, Bible verses and so on. In the moment, it's uh, just in German, but we are working hard on it to make it uh, possible on English too. And soon, very soon, we will start it on English as well. And uh, let's take a short, brief look how it looks like. Die Teaching Plattform. Jede Woche neue und inspirierende Videos. Für dich. Yeah. Big, big hand. This is um, because we have some people that said we want to have more teaching and we just thought about it because we're a big church and we have to do something. We have also very excellent Bible teachers in our movement, especially like the Emanuel Schmidt from ICF Basel. He's an amazing Bible teacher. He makes also a, a, a doctor title in theology. And he was also one guy who's teaching on this platform. We're getting emails every week from people, from Christians have certain specific questions about the topic. And we're not always able to teach and preach about it on a stage. But we want to teach and preach about these kinds of a topic uh, on this platform. Jan Michel Schmitter, I realized that I will say the last year, you have, you have become to really Bible teacher. I know you're a very strong, gifted leader. You are doing an amazing job in, in, in Zürich Oberland as a leader. But why in the world you have become to such a strong, hungry Bible teacher? It's a, it's a positive question. Yeah, the positive answer is, uh, I realized the more you eat or the more you read or you, the more you teach, the more hunger you get. And you have to read more and you have to teach more. That's, that's the answer. And that I wish for you too, that the more you read and, and got good teachings, that you are more hungry and more able to do good things. I heard already from, from people, especially from business people, they're busy. Uh, they, they don't on the work with the court, they're listening to this Bible teaching series. And they're really amazed that they have such a simple access to the Word of God. Because sometimes they drive like one and a half hours every morning to work and just instead, instead of listening radio to Katy Perry's new song, they are able to listen to your teachings right now and that's a big blessing for them. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Let's give Jan Michel a big, big hand. Thank you so, so much. So, so much. Woo. That means we, have the, we are an apostle anointed church, planting churches, we're increasing things. We are a shepherd-led church and we're also a teaching church. And the next thing is like we are an evangelistic church. We want to reach people for Jesus Christ. Uh, every Sunday people receiving Jesus Christ in our church. It's not one single Sunday where people walking out the same they came. 
Uh, for me, how, how people got saved, it's very easy. That we as a church, let's pray every morning on our knees for our neighbors, maybe for your mom, for your dad, for your working colleagues, that they're receiving Jesus Christ. I believe in the prayer. If we believe that God is answering our prayers, signs and miracles will happening in our lives. Do you know, when I preach or when I teach, I believe it doesn't matter what kind of a topic I preach. I believe when I teach, when I preach, people got saved. We believe that. Of course, for the church, we have two big events a year. One is the Eastern Musical. We have about to eight Eight to 9,000 people are coming. A lot of people are unbelievers. They never have attended the church. It's very easy to just invite people. With these musicals on Christmas, we're going for four weeks on a tour through Switzerland, to Germany, to Austria. And last year, for the very first time, ICF Bern took our same musicals, the Dryland, on for the very first time in our history. We had like two uh, worship, uh, two musicals tour on the road to Switzerland. And that's is, can you see the picture already? This was amazing. We never had this before. And I'll tell you something, when you're going to Austria especially, the rooms are packed. People receiving Christ. People are crying for the very first time about Jesus. On Christmas, what they're doing is like a Christmas experience, more like a Cirque du Soleil style, a very creative, tell a story about Christmas, about Mary and Joseph. This is what we do. Like the two big event a year, but under the year, let's invite people to the church. Let's invite every Sunday people to the church or to the small group or to your ministry. You know, I, I preached in the USA and when I'm preaching here right now, I think, oh, my English is so perfect. Yeah. But when I preach in America, I'm realizing the pronunciation, it's different when they talk. Yeah. And I preached now two times in, 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 in LA and I asked a guy recently, why have you invited me? And he said to me, you know, Leo, in Hollywood, it's, everything is perfect. It's cliche. You're going there to, do, to be famous about money and you act cool. You are cool. Even if your marriage is not cool, you, you pretend it's cool. Everything is cool from the outside. But when you're coming with your not perfect English and you preach it, it's a message. You don't have to be perfect. Say, God, here I am, use me. And that's the message. I say. Is this my message? Yeah, that's the message. And in one church I preached, after my celebration, a guy from Mexico came to me. He, he cried, he sweat. He hey, Pastor Leo? They called me their Pastor Leo. Here in Switzerland, they call me Leo. But they're Pastor Leo. Leo, what's up? You changed my life. So what do you mean? He cried and cried and sweat and sweat. You changed my life. So what do you mean? You, my mom, she attends this church since three years. She invites me every Sunday to church. I never came. This was my first Sunday I came. I heard you preaching with your very cool English. But when you preached, Jesus, I had a revelation of Jesus. He revealed me. And I saw Jesus in front of me. And in your message, I received Jesus Christ. You have changed my life, Pastor Leo. But for me, the point was, there was a mother who invited him every single Sunday. 
He never came. But there's always one day when a person will show up. And one day when the Holy Spirit will open their eyes. And one day they say, thank you, mom, that for three years you never have given up on me. Sometimes you're so frustrated. We're praying for people. We invite them. They do not come. We say, okay, for three years I prayed for you. Always you say you come, then you don't come. We are so frustrated. The message is don't give up. Invite them, invite them, invite them, invite them, invite them. Even to say no, invite them. No, invite you. No, invite you. Don't give up. Invite people until they're receiving Jesus Christ. We are a winning, soul-winning church. We are soul-winning church. We want to win people for Jesus Christ. That's why we're planting churches. Church planting is one of the most effective evangelistic tool in our century. You plant a church and people got saved. That's why we're planting churches. I want to close with the last thing. It's the prophet. We are a prophet-filled church. What I mean about the prophet? A prophet means you see how God sees you. A prophet is not saying to you, you are weak, you are sinful, you are not strong. That's the way you are right now. A prophet says, but I see you, what Jesus sees in you. You are strong, you are blessed, you are anointed, you are gifted. God has a big, tremendous future in you. God, you see what God is seeing for you. God has a lot of things in store for you. You see how God sees you. In like four weeks, we want to explain to our small group ministry a concept called the next step. That's not a new concept. Also like Hillsong has this concept. The next step means what is my next step in terms of my spirituality, like in terms of reading the Bible or my prayer life or my church. Or how is my resources, my body, my finances, my sexuality. We want to talk about every area of our lives. Because we are a church who's changing all the time. We, we, we will not stand still. Sometimes people say to me, it's not my fault. It's my circumstances. I'm a victim of my parents. You're not a victim of your parents. You are responsible to change your life. And the next step says, I ask you the question, maybe your marriage is not perfect right now. That's right now. But the prophet... The word, you see your marriage, how God sees the marriage. The question is, from now to get there where God sees it, how can I get there? It means the next step, then another step, and another step, and another step. We will not stand still. We are a prophetic church in every area of our lives. I'm going to read your Bible verse in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. We are being transformed into His image with Ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That means I want to become more and more like Jesus. We are a prophetic church. We will not stand still. We are not victims. We are victors because Christ lives in me. And we are a next step church. 
We're thinking, I pray all the time in every summer, how is the apostolic anointing in our church? How is the, is the prophetic anointing in our church? How is the soul winning anointing in our church? How is the teaching anointing in our church? How is the shepherding part anointing in our church? I think about that. We speak about that. We plan about it. Because it's one area a week, the church is not growing health, healthy. I going for a healthy, spirit-filled church where all the five fold ministry works together in unity. You can take the same five fold ministry for the local church. Take this sole principle for your own life. Ask the question: Is my life a balanced life? I have enough sleep. Is my prayer life strong? Is my giving new? That's a funny thing in terms of giving. A lot, a lot of people, they start in giving 10% the tithes. But they stop by the tithing. But I don't think so. God sees us as a 10% giver. God sees us as a people we give everything. And a lot of people, they stop asking questions, God, how do you see my giving? What is my next steps in terms of giving? Maybe God is saying to me, now it's 15%. Oh, yeah? Why not? And you will experience signs and miracles because God is leading and guiding you. On this vision Sunday number one, it's really important that you know we speak, we dream, we pray, we structure our church about this fivefold ministry that everything is in a strong balance that the Spirit of God can move and work and change people's lives. I want to pray this is the start of a new season of the newest year. I want to pray that the next 12 months we're going in a strong season, in an amazing season of church plans, of winning people, the prophetic anointing, the teaching anointing, the shepherd anointing. I want to pray that God leads us in a new level. And then in the prayer I want to ask you, maybe you have an area in your, of your life where it's weak. And just, let, just ask God where you're weak, He's strong in you. Just just ask God this afternoon to fill this gap in you. That your life is a balanced life, means also a strong life. Let's pray together. Father God, I just am so thankful for the fivefold ministry, for your word, for the principles, for the structures to be a balanced church, because a balanced church is a healthy church, and a healthy church grows by himself in terms of number, of influence, of have a voice for those people who has no voice. But overall, in the center, it's you, Jesus. There is no other name than the name of Jesus Christ whom we serve. There is no other name than the name of Jesus Christ who, who seeks people, who redeems people, who heals people who cleans people, who gives the people a calling, a destiny. There is no other name than in of Jesus who is the foundation of our church. It's not the ISIF logo, the ISIF brand who is important. We will be known as a church who glorifies the name of Jesus. We shall be a church who will know that Jesus Christ is strong in us. I want to ask you, Jesus, right now, Give us a strong season where the apostolic anointing, the prophetic anointing, the soul-winning anointing, the teaching anointing, and also the shepherd anointing 
it's in a total other new level. Renew it, anoint it, restore it. Is there anything in your life where you lost the balance? You're very out of balance? I just want to give you the opportunity right now that you can pray to Jesus. Maybe you need a miracle, a healing miracle. Maybe your happiness is gone. Maybe your strength is gone. Maybe you need an, a new, a new uh, access to, to the Bible, to Jesus, to the church, to the ministry. I don't know your story. But maybe there's an area you lost the balance. Just could you ask Jesus right now where he's sitting for a miracle? Just ask him. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ and said, Jesus, here I am. Maybe you're backslidden Christians, you're not on fire anymore. Maybe you're on fire for Christ, but you're facing certain challenges. They're tough, they're big, like giants. Ask Jesus right now for a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I see right now I have a prophetic word for, for a person in this room. You're like a tree, but you do not have any leaves anymore. You, your tree looks like dry. And right now I see that Jesus has touched the tree and out of every branch, Our leaves are growing. They're growing very fast. Usually goes very slow. Comes the spring, the summer, the fall. But I see the leaves are growing out of the branches very super fast. And you had a very rough season behind you. Like dead, deadness. It's a word in your life. What happens in your family? You feel like dry, like dead. But I see right now Jesus is touching you and out of the branches leaves, green leaves are growing very super, very fast. And right now Jesus is touching you with a miracle. You don't have to do anything. It's just a fact that you will grow again. You're flourishing again. It's nothing what you have to do or achieve. It's a gift from God right now. I want to bless you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I bless you in the mighty name of the Father God. I bless you in the power of the Holy Spirit. You are anointed. You are equipped to do the good works for Jesus Christ. Amen.